All right, here they come for the pregame warm-up. Hey, Mana, hey, where's the Maple Mana? Maple Mana, Maple, maple Mana. mana. What the hell, Mana? Where you come from, Mana? Unionville? Maple Mana! Hey, Mana, where's Thornhill, Mana? You ever been there? Hey, Mitch, you really from Woodbridge? That doesn't really rhyme. We should just stick with the alliteration. Maple Mana! Maple Mana! Maple Mana! Is that okay? Sure, sure, sure. Hey, Mana, show us your driver's license. <laughs> Maple Mana. Maple Mana. That's good enough. That's good enough right there. They go in like two guys in Boston and go, what, what the hell is Somerville doing beside them? <laughs> oh, hockey fan, who knew? Who yeah. knew? <laughs> It's two characters, Steve Bronski and Jimmy Somerville. Yeah. <laughs> Not a Boston game. <laughs> okay, podcast fans. Hello, hello, hello. It's the five hole. We're back once again. And we got the usuals in the house. KC, how you doing? Well, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I actually was thinking about it, and then I decided not to do this, but I was actually going to do the entire uh, podcast tonight in a woman's voice, but given my history, I decided not to. Well, I won't even go into the history, but... Of, of, of having, because, you know, my history of women's voices on this podcast is Oh, atrocious. yes, right. right. Low and sultry. Yeah, well, a little too low and a little too sultry. I mean, it's like... For some, you know. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's a couple of listeners out there going that that woman turns me on. You've got you've got your cult legion out there. That's that, true. Well, that's all I got basically. But thanks, man. Well, moving on. And G. Francesco, how's Ooh, it going? Yeah. Well, uh, Did the I legal name. That correctly? The, the legal name change has has taken place. Uh, <laughs> oh, G. Francesco. Okay, good. <laughs> I like it. I got I like nothing. It. The original G. Francesco. My my uh, theme for the night is I got nothing. My legendary preparedness is going to take a hit tonight. Oh, it's fallen by the wayside. Oh, well. Yeah, but you never announce that first. No, I do. I like to get it out of the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this will be known Lower as expectations. episode 16, the unprepared edition. All right, I'm exactly. good with that. That'll fit right fit right into my usual. I'm giving stick. I'm giving my fans, uh, if, if there's more than one, a, a chance to just sign off and and go, you know, make dinner or something. It was it was what G. <laughs> it was it was the preface that G would always give the chemistry teacher before the final. <laughs> physics, yeah. physics or chemistry. Yeah, it didn't really matter. Science is not not me bag. That's why right. I was released from uh, Scouts, uh, second year of Boy Scouts. You were released? Really? You were cut? My legendary were preparedness cut. took a hit once too I didn't often. even know you were, oh, because you weren't prepared. Yeah. There's you were not. I'm not sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. That's wow. right. Right. Well you know said. Wow. Deep, was... eh? I'm, I'm really, I'm unprepared, but man, yeah. is my wit at the top of its game. Wait a second. Are you wearing... Are you wearing a tie with a woggle? 
I do have a woggle, actually. Do still. you? I've no got this way. little. Yeah, Is it like, leather or I, uh, I came ac- No, it's metal. All right. So, what, are we talking sports again? Well, I, I, yes, we are. We are. And I, I, I want to start by asking this question: Why does the NHL hate the Toronto Maple Leafs? Why? Oh, come on, man. Why is that? I want to bring up two examples. Okay, I bet you I could guess one. I bet then you I you're could gonna ha- Then you're going to have to bring up the examples because I think that is a ludicrous statement. But okay. please, fire away. Well, it, wasn't, it was a question, actually. But I guess the question implied something. You're right. And the first example is not the topic I, I think we should talk about, but the rigid salary cap cannot be a leaf friend. It's really there to protect the likes of Arizona, et cetera. And the Leafs have gone along with that in their great generosity back in 04 or whenever it was introduced. But the other most recent example is, of course, the suspension of the great Spezza. Um, six games for that act. And I, I, <laughs> I want to kick off the discussion of it with this one thing. When I've heard people talk about you know, the, the league's safety committee or whatever that group is. Um, that DPS. DPS. The, yeah, that hands, Department of Player Safety, right, uh, that hands out these things. One of, the, one of the factors involved in the judgment was that they detected that Spezza was in search of vengeance for the hit of Pionk on Sandine. And I, I just have to say, who fucking cares what, reason the guy executed the hit do you think players run around the ice hitting each other with pristine thoughts in their head all the time they're always out for a revenge or to get back at somebody when they're when they're involved in that sort of physical play i just could not believe that that's a factor should it be because in my it's just absurd well you know, I just want to lead off by saying I think it's well documented that King Conco is a a big Spezza fan. And then, you know, I got the jersey on tonight. It's got a black armband on it tonight. But nonetheless, I I I'm having a I'm having a big problem uh accepting any of the defenses that have been thrown up apparently were thrown up by the Leafs. And usually you don't even hear those defenses uh, when they give these judgments. But the bottom line is, as far as I'm concerned, I 100% recognize uh, his record over a very long career of uh, very clean play. Yeah. But I don't think you can factor... Like, I, th- I think all that goes out the window... When you bring in, like, if this was if this was a knee on knee that he did, that might factor in. I think as soon as you go, as soon as it's a headshot, I don't think those those rules apply because the bottom line is, and I, I suppose this is debatable, but it's not in my mind. He clearly targeted the guy. He targeted him from a distance. He went low to get his head. Whether or not the guy happened to move and he was aiming for his shoulder is like almost a ridiculous defense and i think you know what i think uh, honestly much as i hate to say it i think he got a pretty fair punishment i mean you want to knock it down to five games because there seems to be some lack of consistency in 
in um, the number of games that are handed out for stuff like this will then be my guess. But the bottom line is, I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, anybody who says, oh, it's a first timer, the refs should have called it. You know, all these, all these, all these uh, excuses, they're all kind of like not really relevant because the bottom line is he did it. And uh, like to say that he should have only got two games is absurd. I mean, he's a head, it's a headshot. I'm not saying it wasn't on a guy who deserved to be hit, but the bottom line is that in my mind doesn't make any bit of difference. And I know my I know my take on it is not popular based on the discussions I've already had with other people about it, but that's I'm sticking to that. Much as I hate to say it, because I love the guy. Okay. Wow. Wow. I mean, I was uh, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a passionate defense for for Spets. You know. Um, I really, you know, and I thought I was going to be the guy that was going to be the voice of reason in all this. Um, and I can't disagree. I mean, a headshot is a headshot. So I, I think part of the uproar is it seems like the clean, the, the sparkling clean record the guy's carried for whatever, 80 years or however long he's been in the NHL. <laughs> 83. <laughs> 83. Uh, yeah. 83, Start, right? Started yep. with the St. Pat's. Yeah. First you know, captain. It's 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 amazing that he got six games. It makes you wonder what a Tom Wilson would have got in this instant. Because I think first timer, it just didn't seem to come into consideration at all. And I, I get yeah. it. I know what you're saying. It can't. Uh, headshot is, is something that has to be taken seriously. But as repeat offenders, you're punished more harshly. And I, I can't imagine... How many games you'd get for this? There, if you there had was a, a there was a lack of brutality. Yeah. There was a lack of brutality in it. I mean, I think it was premeditated. And some of that premeditation is I'm gonna get that that asshole. And then when you get in there, things kind of go a little too far, and you're you accidentally on purpose do something, right? Anyway, that that's about the only take I really have on it. Is like so many. So many dangerous hits get ignored in this league by the safety department or whatever they're called. And uh, I was just a little shocked. I was a little shocked at six. That's all it, I can say. It kind of makes you wonder, I guess, uh, further to what you said, because I hadn't really considered that. But suppose it were a repeat offender. Like, what's the ceiling for what he did? Like, 12 games? Yeah. Like, I would imagine you know what... it has to be. Like, well, no, I mean, did and, that, and, right? And is I don't get, think, is, is and I don't think it's, well, I don't think so. That, I, that I'm agreeing with you on that. I don't think anybody's going to get probably more than a couple more games for that. So, I mean, but you know what, Bill? Just, just to just jump back to the whole, your little lead in point about, you know, why is the NHL got it out for the Leafs? I think uh, <laughs> around the league, the uh the take on that is probably just the opposite you know it's like why why does the why does the league uh you know kind of like uh love the Leafs so much i don't i don't think any other teams or any other markets in the league are sitting there going oh man i'm glad we're not the Leafs." you know <laughs> like seriously like oh my god like what kind of what kind of punishment would we be getting or what kind of 
You know, I mean, I mean, and I get it. They're an original six team. They're probably the, I mean, like all original six teams are, but they're like, you know, one of the, you know, number one draws in the league wherever they go, particularly Yeah, they in probably Canada. represent, they probably represent about 30% of league revenue. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I get it, but, you know, like, I mean, so much of what goes on in the NHL is sort of uh, built around the Leafs, you know, from broadcast schedules to, you know. When's the last time you saw the Leafs play in a 10 o'clock game on the road? You never do. Right, right, yeah. and that, But that's because they're trying to maximize revenue. No, that's I, the broadcaster I, 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 dictating I that. I get it, you know? I get it. But you know what? You see other teams that, that don't have that consistency. Of, I mean, you cannot tell me that it doesn't work to their advantage. Right. Right. Okay. Well, let me ask you this one. Why does the league hate its best players then? Like the fact that Matthews, Matthews has never drawn a penalty that, that McDavid routinely gets abused. And if any other player was abused in that way, that's changed though, eh? That has changed this year. You think this year? Well, then why isn't Matthews drawn a penalty? I know not Matthews. No, with McDavid, like they, they raised that last year and now his, his, his his whatever his stat for drawing penalties is is way up there. He's they're making up time. Yeah, so, whatever. So maybe Matty, it's, Matty hasn't maybe earned it's it yet. because he's they, haven't, year, they haven't been oh, man, uh, squeaky like... wheel enough. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you got all you got all sorts of like uh, responses to that. One being, well, he's so he's so big and strong. That he can just like skate could you, through. Could you do that in your sultry voice? No, no, I'm leaving that alone. That was my okay. That was my sultry male hockey fan who just loves Austin voice. Right, right. Well, that was. Uh, okay. But he could just, you know, he could just power his way through, you know. And he's not, you know. I mean, it's like uh, in other sports, you see all the time. Well. Why didn't the guy go down in the box to get a, you know, to get a penalty kick in soccer? Well, you know, because it's just not his nature. He's not his nature. And it's also not his nature to, uh, you know, kind of uh, get into altercations, even to, to draw offsetting penalties. So, I mean, you got a guy like, you know, if you look at the guys who, who draw the most penalties, they're all shit disturbers, right? To some degree. Like, right. he, he, you know they they all are Bunting. no matter no matter yeah no matter what kind of player they are whether they're Kachuk or Kachuk or Bunting or you know I mean Marchand like all these guys there there there's a common thread to the kind of game that they play and right. the kind of player that they are and and generally it's largely driven by their ability to piss guys off right draw a punch in the head and conversely um, conversely yeah. that you know one of the excuses for uh, matthews is that he's just simply too big and strong and can and i don't know maybe it was keith who was saying this that he can just skate through checks you know well yeah absolutely. he's not a fighter but he's a big strong guy topic because we got a long list this week right on 
Um, this week, uh, Toronto is, was going to be playing the Flames. The Flames are in COVID lockdown. I think they had six players and a coach or something like that. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that might be up to nine, actually. And counting, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, something I, crazy. Not surprising, not surprising. And, and I guess we should uh, examine our is NHL going to the Olympics barometer? Because these are the exact sort of events that are going to make that trickier and trickier. And frankly, I even heard Tavares coming out and saying, maybe it's not a good idea anymore. A guy who's sort of on the, you know, on the bubble for being on the team. And, and he's even saying it, you know, like he's not sitting there clinging to a desire to go. He's almost coming out and saying, you know, I don't know if this is such a good idea anymore going all the way over there. Yeah, and there's a quote by McDavid, too, as, as well, like that right. he had misgivings about, you know, because this quarantine thing. I mean, if you happen to be, exactly. if you have to be quarantined three to five weeks and, and you're losing salary and you're stuck in some state hospital in China, who, who, who wants to take that chance? Exactly. So, yeah, it's seeming more and more less likely, doesn't it? I think I think that latest <laughs> thing about the about the uh, if if you test positive, you know, the, that five week or up to five week thing. I think that was like the sort of the last straw, because since that has come out, you hear Petrangelo, you know, so many guys. I mean, these guys who are like named to the team, like it's not even a question of whether they'll be on it like McDavid, yeah. like him, like. You know, I mean, well, in two it, days, right? Petrangelo and and McDavid and now to Tavares, they're all they're all sending the same message that they're kind of freaking out about this. And what was yeah. once, I mean, it's always been clung a little bit to hope, but I mean, everybody was optimistic, and now now not so much. I think I think it was it was at its probably greatest odds. I mean, I think it was probably leaning towards them going. I mean, there's, you know, everybody is getting excited. They're starting to, you know, move past the, well, a year out um, scenario where they're, where they're uh, kind of trying to speculate on the roster. I mean, now it's getting down. What is it? February, right? It's getting down to, you know, crunch time in terms of like, Who's going to be on the team? You know, Price is now. I, I think he's at least started to practice, right, Bill? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I like, I think he's. I think he's honored. been sort of a viable. You know, at, le at least because you know, I mean, two weeks ago, I'm thinking, well, write this guy off. I don't even think they should uh, consider him because he's just not going to be ready. But I mean, you know, it seemed to be. It seemed to be heading in a good direction, and then this whole quarantine thing came up, and you can just see it kick the feet out from under the whole thing. And to his credit, and I don't often give this guy too many props, Batman is playing it really smart. By he's he's not even he's not going to pull the carpet out from under this thing. He's going to let it's the a players, player decision. Yeah, yeah and the, it's gonna it's gonna fall apart. I I'm, I'm going to be shocked if they go. Unless yeah, there's unless there's some development that happens that totally reverses the So you know field. you know what the backup plan is, eh? If they don't go? What's that? Starting goalie, Justin Pogey. Well yeah. Why not? I He's think it's gonna they, take some European based players and, and cobble together a team to, to play. And and he's over there somewhere. I, I read that today. I don't know if it was 
speculation, but um, either way, we're in good hands. You know, if we got Pogi. <laughs> we got Pogi. <laughs> yeah. I felt I mean, goaltending was the biggest. Goaltending was always the biggest problem, and I guess we never considered that Pogi was available. That's right. Yeah. I because he wasn't he was, part of the yeah. short list. You know, that's why our man Reimer is ineligible. Well, I wonder about. I wonder about. Uh, uh, what are they going to do with that three-week break in the schedule or whatever it is? It must be three weeks, right, that they have with no game schedule. Well, the whole thing is starting to really <laughs> What are we going to do? Too. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Well, you know what? Players. I'll... No, no. You know, I got I got this. I'll just fuck up my uh, my recording, and then we'll be good. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that'll it in buy the us, then... That'll buy us three weeks. <laughs> um, good plan. I don't even think it's like now it's starting to like it's all starting to come to a head because now you're starting to have these teams missing games that are got to be somehow rescheduled. So that three week window is going to become more of a problem. As I said, as I said, it seems it seems almost like a stroke of genius by Batman here. He sees he's going to get out of this thing like totally unscathed because he's it's not going to be able to be pinned on him so you know yeah which is fine i don't think no no i'm just saying it's 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 like i mean it's player safety like my god whereas bill daly bill daly is going to be a scapegoat in this right (laughs) (laughs) you know what that guy should be more of a scapegoat i'm sick and tired of Seeing that guy get skate, yeah. So you're gonna say, "Come on, like see him skate," as they say. Uh, Just to put a little bow on the Calgary Toronto thing, I I, I have to admit, I I think about, okay, so a team suddenly has an issue with COVID. I'd hate to be the last team that played that team. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like uh, everyone's going to get tested, or they probably are, and they're extra concerned about this week so they're going i was nose to nose with that dude on the in the face-off circle last week about 12 times i wonder I know, who, just and who is that team that's the question well you mean for the calgary thing i'm just glad it wasn't yeah to having been in there for or like a home and home <laughs> yeah. or something like that oh you know? so so basically the answer is i don't give a shit as long as it's not the leafs no, I, I, I do. I, well, I mean, I hope for not a further spread of the the, the thing, but... Um, but it's right before them on the schedule, right? I mean, Calgary canceled, and now there's there's COVID cases in Vancouver. They play Saturday. Oh, really? Right? Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, the Hurricanes, were they playing Calgary or something? Because they got uh, some... You know, no, Vancouver. They were, well, they played Vancouver. Or Vancouver? Yeah, yeah so Vancouver. So played Vancouver. I mean, the Leafs are going into uh, COVID country. <laughs> Western Canada. That's Keep, your mask, yeah, Keep your that's mask on. Keep your mask on. Hey, what about uh I I I don't know if this is on your uh your oh, I'm sure it is. your to-do list bill. You're going to say Vancouver? Uh, no, I was going to say uh who's looking forward and I heard it's like up in the air about the uh the Zach Hyman uh you know First time playing the oh, league tonight. Yeah. No, no, yeah. he's not playing now, right? Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, why? What? Is really? He eh? Yeah. He's, he's got a shoulder, shoulder injury. He was officially day to day and now officially out. I knew oh, that guy wow. would break down sooner yeah, or later. Really? Yeah, well, well, exactly. You did. You actually knew. He good on you. Good on you, Kenny Holland. He's anyway. good for twenty missed games a year. Our Himes. 
Really? But anyway, it's unfortunate. I would have liked to. No, have seen it's it. very no, unfortunate. Absolutely. He's he's yeah. you know what is he, I think he's uh, what's he got about twenty points in twenty six games or something. Something you know, like, that. like he's he's he definitely isn't uh, at the red hot pace that uh, he started the season off at. But that's uh, predictable. Yeah. But no, of course it is. But it's just <laughs> it's just no man, you, you don't get it. <laughs> You cannot keep up a pace like that, <laughs> especially Zachary. Um, no, but I mean, like, like I, I don't even know. Do you guys think? Do you guys think that uh, this is the litmus test for the Leafs that everybody's sort of building it up to be? Because you've, you know, you got a lot of stars. You've got a uh, bottom six that uh, I think. Is is seen it on paper as being pretty weak, but I I'd have to say that like uh, the Leafs' bottom six looks spectacular compared to Edmonton's right now. Like that that's what's letting Edmonton down. Eh? Same old problem, right? Well, Edmonton Edmonton's in a bit of a tailspin now, right? Yeah, they are. They lost five in a row. But yeah. is this so? That's my question: is is this is this the game? That is sort of going to. I mean, is this a game where the stars just rise up and it's just like Matthews and uh, McDavid swapping points back and forth all night, or is it uh, is too much been made of this? Like, do you actually consider Edmonton? Do you consider them on the level of like a Tampa, who I would consider a, a vi- no, a tru- of course a true not. Test. But from a media standpoint, you know, from you know, pumping a game, I yeah. mean. If you saw Crosby go in there a couple of weeks ago, it was there's so much hype about you yeah. know, the former best against yeah, the best. And now you've got Matthews going in there. He's clearly one of the best. So there's that little thing. And then there's, you know, there's the Cana- the East-West rivalry. I mean, you know, it, it's funny. It's funny. Was, was this the game where McDavid was going to break out and lead the team? Maybe. Who knows? Um, the I, as far as it being a, a a tilt to decide superiority in Canada, I think I think both teams are not you know uh, uh, presenting their best. Like you're missing Marner, um, you're missing Spezza, you're missing Hyman, and um, and then Edmonton's not exactly peaking. Toronto's coming off a little bit of an up and down section in their schedule, so we'll see. I mean, uh, main, the main thing is. As far as star power goes, it should certainly lend to the entertainment value of the game, which is why I'm looking forward to it. As far as a, a test where you can go, yeah, Toronto's still the best if they happen to pull out a win or, or vice versa, I, I don't think it's it's really two so, teams at the So here, here's something. Since, since the game will have been played in mere hours, let alone yeah. when our loyal v- listeners hear this, Yes, uh, just a quick prediction true. on the score. We we listen back. This game will be done and in the books. How's it yeah, ending? That's true. How's uh, it ending? They're not asking. Campbell starting tonight? Must be. I would yeah. think. Who I don't even know who's Edmonton's goalie. Like, is it Stuart Smalley, the that life coach from Saturday Night Live or something? <laughs> <laughs> is it, that's about is all it, they have left. It's something. I don't even know. It's something like that. He's going through his self-affirmation exercises. I am going to say the Leafs will win 6-4. Whoa. Bandwagon hockey. Well, I don't know. I'm just, you know. Go go ahead, G. What's yours? 
<clears throat> well, I mean, I'm, I'm choosing the Leafs. I have to. So I'm going to say Leafs win 6-4. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that exactly the same? As... No, I no, I oh, said you picked six Edmonton. four. I said no, I didn't. I said six what? four. Oh no, I said six four. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? Holy. Who's on first? <laughs> Can you guys hear each other? Okay. <laughs> so so you did say six four. Okay. No, I, I thought you said sixty four. I don't know what you said. I thought you were talking about Camp oh, for Kasha just, or something. Just, uh, <laughs> I thought you said Kasha's going to score the winning goal. The Leafs are going to explode and score 64 goals. That's what I said. <laughs> I've got a big orange toque. I've got a big orange toque over my cans <laughs> to like dampen the sound coming out. I can't hear anything. I think they damp they dampen it all right. Well, yeah, there you, you go. You no, no, just by coincidence, I'm choosing the same final. Uh, yeah, I think it's a legit score. And, and, and okay, so you're, you've you've each, um, as usual, you've picked opposite sides of the same camp. You each pick Leafs six four. I'm I'm going to try to come in from left field on this one a little bit, and I'm going to predict that the Leafs win six four. Is that okay? Is that... <laughs> no, you know what you should have said. No, no, you can't change it now. You should have no. What you should have said is, I'm going to predict that Edmonton loses six four. Six, four. <laughs> Just to introduce some variation. Well, obviously, it's there's a good reason why. Or we're you all could on go the same podcast. Edmonton four, Leafs six. <laughs> yeah, Edmonton will fall short four to six to the Leafs. Yeah. Um, and speaking oh, of uh, speaking of uh, Canadiana, oh man, what a segue! Yeah, really. Uh, here, here is a true Gordy Lightfoot. Okay, I wish I could credit the person, I think, on Sports Talk Radio who I heard endorsing this idea. Um, here it is. A rule change, again, encouraging goal scoring and uh, aggressive play. When a shorthanded team scores shorthanded, the penalized player returns immediately. This would further reward that team that scores and encourage them to be going for it um even while they're killing a penalty what do you guys think isn't that how, isn't it how it is already no <laughs> huh <laughs> G was thinking the same thing leave six edmonton yeah. four <laughs> all right so you don't think much of it all right moving on anyways we got a lot of stuff to cover here um, <laughs> Isn't that the Montreal Canadian rule they call? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The reason they re they struck that rule from the rule book was because Montreal was dominant. I the, just uh, got yeah. I, I, you know what? I it's, you know what? It was the my immature self 
inside my mind, I tuned you out because I was laughing when you said penalized. <laughs> that is a that is a little bit infantile. You're right. No, I freely admit that. <laughs> okay, I know, I know. That's uh, the only reason I would say it is because you said it. I wouldn't. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't I hear a damn. Go there on couldn't my own. hear a damn thing you said after that. <laughs> but I seriously thought, why don't they replace the existing rule with the same rule? Moving on. So I, I have a new theme that I want to put forth, a new theme from a Toronto fan standpoint, and also I think an NHL standpoint. We want, we want as Leaf fans to win the President's Cup. Its significance, I feel, is underplayed. You know, in the NHL, everyone's ashamed of it. It's like winning a the, curse. the Prince of Wales trophy for winning the East or something like that. You know, it's just, like I understand that. But if you're first overall in the league, that's a prideful position to be in. And, you know, I, I wouldn't scoff at it if the Leafs accomplished it. Is that um, because, is that because, and, and I could be wrong about this, but is that is that because there actually isn't a president of the NHL? What do we have, a commissioner only? Yeah. Did like, that change he, when Ziegler left or something? Sounds right to me. Yeah, Z oh Ziegs. Yeah. So you're you're saying it should be called the Commissioner's Cup, nah, which is not nah. not a bad no, name. No, that nah, I don't know. President's <laughs> trophy. I don't know. It's like would it mean more? Oh, if your it were called the trophy, right? Would, yeah, if right. would it mean more if it were called the Commissioner's Cup? I think Clarence Campbell was a president, wasn't he? Yeah, I just I don't know. Are we are we done the lying part of the show? Because I just said <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, look at last year's Stanley Cup final. Is that was that a, a tilt between the, the NHL's two top teams? No, it was a joke. And thus, the Stanley Cup, in terms of what it symbolized last season, was a little bit of a joke if you really look at it in reality. Whereas, well, not not if you live in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, I I, I don't get it. Is it a joke? I'm. <laughs> We're going to have to back get? up here. Wait, don't you get well, So who came first overall last year? Who won the uh, President's I, Trophy? I don't even think they did that, did they? Oh, because of the shortened season, I'm, right. I mean, I'm not sure. Play. You're I'm right. Sure, I think you're right. <laughs> Check your facts. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely, you're right. I could by the be way, lying. By the way, did you know that four Canadian teams have won the uh, President's Trophy? And uh, one of them, the inaugural? Any of you guys care to take a quick guess at the four teams i mean it's four of seven so it's not hard edmonton yeah. calgary calgary uh both montreal, montreal montreal and um vancouver vancouver well, i don't know about yeah. that oh yeah some strong really? teams back in the day yeah but but first overall in the league well you're gonna pick the leafs well i don't it know it wasn't winnipeg pick. Boston it certainly wasn't eight. Ottawa. <laughs> was it Boston? <laughs> it's Canadian teams. <laughs> I know that's why I said was it Boston. Brad Marchand. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let me give four. you. Let me settle Six this four. argument before you guys. Is there go. a more Canadian name than that, Brad Marchand? Yeah. Let, 
Let me let me uh, settle this argument before you start naming F1 drivers or something. Um, oh, don't even start me on that. <laughs> don't even start me on that joke. So Edmonton, starting in 1986, they won the first two. Then Calgary won the next two. At the time, it, really, yeah. things were looking up for Canadian teams and the President's Trophy. Yes, they were. The That's next, why they called it the Battle of Alberta. The next team to win it, the Ottawa Senators. Now, I was going to say Les Senators. Not the fifth year, but the next Canadian team to win it yeah, was the Senators. Yeah, yep. no, I'm not surprised. And then the last Actually, Canadian Actually, I am team, surprised. The last Canadian team shocked. to win it? Uh, the Vancouver Canucks in 2012. That was the last Thank you Canadian very much. team Wow. You know yes. what, G? I take back everything I said about your knowledge of the President's Trophy. And its history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the Commissioner's Cup. Next week, the Clarence of... Uh, the 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 Prince Clarence of Wales Campbell. trophy. Oh, the Prince of Wales. The trophy no one wants to win. <laughs> That's right. What do they give that one to? Why do they have... You know what the problem with some of the trophies in the NHL is? They have, like, awful names, and, like, people well, don't want to win them. Name the last Name the last two Lady Bing winners. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly and... What was his brother? Cyril O'Reilly? I'm... I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. I segued into those two characters in Oz. Um, <laughs> wow. Hey, Who I don't even that? know the answer. It's just... Well, it's not Ryan O'Reilly. I think he was more of a selkie guy. Oh, I love that. So you yeah, asked selkie. a question. And you I have no you. idea what the answer is. It's just one of those trophies I think people are embarrassed to win now. No, it's, you're yeah, right. It's shameful. Right. It's shameful. You know? Well, it's, like, a, yeah. it's, a, it's such an what odd a macho name. society we live in. Yeah, like, did Lady Bing actually sit there in her seat with her fan in front of her face going, oh, I hate the violence. And then they, someone's bright idea was to yeah. award a trophy. I love, I love the fast-paced blades on ice, but I hate the violence. That, yeah. That just, she, like, doesn't even, like, didn't even know anything about hockey. She's going, what? There's a trophy named after me? Well, the, the the description's the best part. The most gentlemanly player in the game. Yeah, well, so I could I could I mean, win that. I can tell you one guy in the podcast who would never be a candidate for it. G. And I'll take that oh. as a compliment. Yes, that's right. No, that's I knew you. Will. I knew you would. And then Bill, of course, you like were thrown out of a league. So obviously, <laughs> if there's gonna be, Chrome know, back to the Swedish league. That's... <laughs> um, the uh, speaking of President's Trophy, though, extending my argument, I just want to bring up the UK Premier League uh, oh, of yeah. soccer. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. they don't have a playoff. Uh, anyways, that's the last I'll say on that. Except for extending the Vancouver thing, I wanna I wanna ask about what you think about that Vancouver role. You know, they've since Bruce. I believe Bruce Boudreaux is is. Has not lost a game since he's taken over the yeah, coaching. Yeah, that actually, you know what? Four and oh, four and that blows my mind. I think it's five that and that blows my mind. I, I'm does sitting it, there. It does. It does. Boudreau. And apparently, and apparently, this is like not uncommon for Boudreau. But I'm like, he does it every time. What is this? I know that. So what is he? Some kind of master tactician, or does he just like let the boys play? Like the latter. Is, I believe. What, like, Definitely. what the hell? Like, what is it? Because He's a like, player's coach. He comes in and, like, every every mediocre coach. 
yeah. he's got a shelf life. Exactly. But, I mean, we've seen well, this he's, so many I don't times. Know. He's far from a mediocre coach, I Look think. Look at though. St. Louis. Look at St. Louis when they go and win the cup. Where were they at, at you know, by the end of the year, by the end of the, as the calendar flipping year, they weren't even in a playoff spot. And then they bring in, uh, what's his name? Because we're so knowledgeable on this. Barubi. Barubi. Yeah. And then they go on and win the Stanley Cup. I mean, these turnaround coach coaching changes are incredible how they can change the fortunes. I, I don't know. I, I'm still shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. Same players, right? Same I know. Players, That's what I'm saying. Same team, same arena, same everything, except you bring a new coach in and it's just like a fresh start. It goes to show how psychological the game is, and I think down you can get. Yeah, I think the true. players look at Boudreaux and they go, "Jesus, if this guy made the NHL even for a cup of coffee, I better like get my act together." <laughs> well, I think, I think anyone who comes in and immediately, you know, um, a turnaround occurs. Obviously, it's not tactics; it's just well, what is general it? attitude? I think motivation. I, a fresh start. I and I um, think he he encourages creativity and 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 he sort of encourages and them to be aggressive and have fun yeah. out there and that's good for about 20 25 games. Well, yeah. Then you settle back. I mean, think of all of the assignments he's had. Third season. I mean, he comes in usually in the middle of a season. He starts off gangbusters. It continues through to the next season to a degree. Yeah. But then by the third season, everyone's forgotten how to play a defensive system. And yeah, but because, Bill, you're you know, you're kind of telling you're telling the story of many a coach with what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. I mean, like you know these these guys who are in there for you know eight years and with having success the whole way. Like it's it's well, I don't think it, Sutter's like that though. I mean, look at Sutter in Calgary. It's not like he induced a turnaround last year when he came in it took him a while and it took him a camp to put oh, a system in place i'm right? not saying i'm not saying that every coach changes the culture or whatever it is that boudreaux did and they instantly start winning i'm just saying this you know three year whatever you called it um lifespan of a coach with any given team i don't think is unusual at all it's a common storyline, but but uh, Bill is right. This like Sutter didn't follow that storyline. He's he's just a different type of coach. Gee, gee, he's not going to come in there and to, uh, like totally trash me, man. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> just I was just gonna, like trying to King, you're just getting trying too to sensitive in this stretch episode. it out. I was trying to stretch it out. We don't need to stretch it out, man. We've got like eight topics and ten minutes. All so right, let's, let's yeah, move yeah, on. Let's let's move on. <laughs> this is. This, this is, is live. live I got to keep it going. Do keep some it going this week. Music. All right. So uh, I want to talk about the Zgras to Milano combo. Uh, you know the famous goal that was scored, the flip over the net. Um, and by the way, what's with Tort's reaction to that? But it, that's not the angle I want to take. I, uh, I I I think you might remember last year I went out on a a, a, a wing, no a limb. A limb, not a, limb. a wing. I think it was a limb. I remember yeah, it was a limb. You That's tried right. to go out on a wing and it broke. Yeah, I went. I tried to get out on a, a wing, wing and, and a prayer. prayer. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is there, of, is there another just... cliche we can put in here? <laughs> so I went out on a limb to suggest that if someone spent some time 
perfecting their skills of the Michigan and extended it to other aspects of play. In other words, picking up the puck and, yep, and being able did. to sling it around. You, you did. That, that more stuff would occur. I want to extend that now. I'm not suggesting that the Zgras to Milano goal was an example of that, except that, you know, he did pick it up and flip it over the net. But, I mean, frankly, what he did was probably easier than the Michigan in some ways. It's just that it required someone on the other end to bat it out of the air. But it, it's this. So let's say you're a Mitch Marner. You have no shot. You're on the power play, and you well, think that's true. He does have no shot, right? And you're on you're on the power play, and you think, you know what? I I want to make it more possible for me to do those kind of plays from behind the net or beside the net. So he starts altering the blade of his stick in ways that stay within the rules, but make he's got a special stick that makes it easier for him to pick up the puck and sling it around all staying within the rules of what whatever they have that defines what the shape of a blade should be. And I bet those rules probably wouldn't address the things that you would add to the blade, whether it be a little bit of a bevel at the bottom or what have you. Who knows what it is? But why wouldn't you do that? So normal play, you use your normal stick. One power play a game, you want to try out this technique, and you bring out your special stick that makes it easier for you to pick up the puck and do stuff with it. What do you think of that idea? I think I think power plays should, if you ain't got a power play, everybody should use a lacrosse stick for those two minutes. <laughs> I, I'd like to suggest a rule where the penalized team like can come out of the penalty box right away. Holding. After a goal scored. In Michigan style. Oh, well, what? That already happens, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, first of all, who here thinks that he was actually trying to score himself by putting off the goalie's back? Because that's what I think. Uh, I think I think he was probably thinking, I'm going to toss it in front, and then these guys can just go for it. And he didn't necessarily expect the guy to bat it out of the air. But a puck landing in the middle of the crease from the middle of nowhere and the and his teammate is looking right at him doing it would have been an advantage either oh, way. Oh, I'm not even saying it wasn't a great move. I, I mean, as far as Torts goes, like, what do you expect? Who gives yeah, a exactly. Shit? exactly. You know, yeah, of course, of course Torts. Like, American-loving Torts, too, right? You're going to ask, stick no, up for but, his own. you know, Torts. He's like, what? I think Milbury Torts, torts is ever going to get on there and agree with anything? Like, he's a contrarian, so... He had to. He had to go. No, I don't like that. I don't think that's good for the good for the game. In what good way? for the game? Yeah, like, that's what he's. That's what he said. Game. I know. Is that not what he said? It's so crazy. Good it's for so the game crazy. is like not even a well thought out expression. Uh, I don't know what the special stick. I mean, I'm not really sure. Like what you know, advantages what it that might, would. Yeah. I mean, like, like it'd be one of those those uh, sticks you can't actually do anything but. It'd be like Michigan the... with. Yeah, it'd be like the remember those old uh, super blades or whatever they were called. Yeah, but it had totally. The, it had the shape of the hockey ball at the I end. I was gonna say it's it, it's gonna be a huge <laughs> like a cop, Christmas. A it's cop. gonna be a huge Christmas yeah. seller. That's right. everybody's gonna want one of these. The Michigan fancy stick? sticks. The Michigan, you know. Yeah. Okay. Five hundred bucks. But you guys have both played, so uh, this is what I do if I see a guy come in the ice with his special stick. Fucking break, chop it and break it in half like on the first face-off. Yeah, you would not be the first one, believe me. You might get yeah. two minutes for that, I mean, though. Well, whatever. 
I doubt it. Feel okay. good, though. Okay, Feel here good. we go. Just because I like the theme so much, it's another topic. I, I do, field. but just one one thing, though, just oh. because I was going to say, when you were talking about Marner and a special stick, and, and yes, you were on top of this game last year, but I, I believe yours was basically, why I couldn't know. someone just go end to end? I know. <laughs> I know. it. So we haven't quite got there yet. Yeah. Have you checked out YouTube and some of the stuff that, you know, they're not NHL players, but they are hockey players. Now these kids, man. NCAA. These kids. Developing their skills. Exactly what I was describing. The whole well, slinging back and all forth. brewing in America. Spinning around. All with the puck pressed because of centripetal force or whatever against the blade. And they can do whatever the hell they want with it. I mean, it might as well be in a net. I don't think it was any coincidence that it was Zegras because that guy is kind of like that's his trademark. Yeah, and, uh, he does all kinds so, of weird stuff. Yeah, know? yeah, that's right. Um, apparently, he's a highlight reel on his own. A guy you're gonna love and you're gonna love to hate. He'll be he'll be the one of these guys when we revisit the the stats on drawing penalties next year. He'll be he'll be up there. Okay, well here's another topic from left field. I just want to I just want to talk a little bit about a new a newcomer to the uh, Leaf D line Mr. Christians Rubens <laughs> sent down to the Marlies. Oh, he has been, I'm sure. Oh, but, like you just that was but nice. talk about a uh well as Greg's the riches story. Well, he, 6 foot 5, 230 pounds. I think I I think most of his impact was at least in part due to that size and reach. But it just goes to show you how a guy can come up and do damage without, I mean, not that he was scoring or anything, but just be effective without really showing much at all in his <laughs> well, minor the, the Toronto career. media, The Toronto media has painted a I think a there's hope of, for me. They, they, they paint a picture of Rubens in a rawhide boat smashing up on the shores of Newfoundland. <laughs> is that how it happened? Did he escape Latvia in a rawhide boat? <laughs> Rescued by by the growlers. Yes. Um, and and before you know it, he's he's bypassed the AHL and is like a a top seven Leaf defenseman. Anyway, I I liked him. I liked him back there. I think it was good to see a giant back there. Yeah, yeah. Six five. You know who can complain about that? I don't know what his skating is like, but um, I don't think it's that bad. Pristine. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's what I meant to say. I don't know why I said not He's that. He's a good swimmer, too. Not that bad, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, his uh, his butterfly stroke If is... not for the swimming, he wouldn't even be with us today. Yeah. You mean yeah. he was? He fell overboard from the rawhide boat? Well, yeah, yeah. The, the waters are vigorously rough out there on the on the eastern seaboard of Newfoundland. Whenever you see a picture of him, he's wearing a Speedo. 
Yeah, do you see that layout? <laughs> yeah, no way. I was like, I said, Rubens, I said. Oh. Well, they, I mean, go to a beach in Latvia, it's, it's well, speedo galore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Those Europeans, always showing it off. The, yeah. <laughs> well, the Leafs need, they need to build some uh, in, homegrown defensemen because, because we're floundering. We're suddenly floundering. I know. You mean because of the demise of Hall and uh, Muslim? But for a team that has as many defensemen as, as they do, they, you know, suddenly their bottom three seems to be completely, like, uh, inept. So, actually, guys, is this, is this the last one we're going to do before Christmas? Because if it is, I don't want to waste this last quality five minutes without, you know, wishing the both of you a very special happy Christmas. And I got a couple gifts for you here. I mean, just can I pass them through the... No, I actually can't. Oh, forget, <laughs> not, forget it. They're not digital yeah. assets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was... You know what? That was a great idea that just blew up in my face. Sorry, guys. Just forget it. Well, before we get to the sentiments of the season, I just have three words. Nylander, Nylander, Nylander. And my that, three words, is hello, that three, hello, hello. Yeah. You know what you should have said there? Who? <laughs> Me? Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You're just always, no, no, Bill, Bill will tell you. Like, if he says hello, hello, it's a cue. It's not just his greeting. Like, he says what you should say when he says that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want Nylander, one of the best bargains in the NHL this year. He I, has solidified his place in the big four, I believe. I can't take him seriously. Like, someone <laughs> someone has got to get in what? there. No, just hear me out. Oh. I, I actually. This is vintage I, king. I actually blame. <laughs> I sense no, it. I, I bl- sense it coming. I blame whoever the hell the Leafs equipment guy is because someone should just sneak in there with a screwdriver and just loosen his helmet a bit because, I don't know. The his guy head looks like is swelling. He's wearing like, you know, it's like he's wearing a beef eater. I can't take him seriously. <laughs> he does have kind of a big melon. but he, No, he, he's like, he guy. I'm telling you, I think his helmet is sitting like, on the very top of his head. <laughs> These are the things that really bother you. It, no, it totally bothers me. Did you see the give and the go with Tavares? The, the, with Tavares against the, the Blackhawks the other night? Was, so so you got Nylander rushing up ice. An electric rush. Like he was flying and avoiding guys and fainting and throwing off the entire Blackhawk squad that was back to check him. Then he gives that deft toss in that Tavares is able to retrieve, and he immediately deft. goes to the front of the net, deft. picks up that feed, and roofs it. Like that play between the was two was a of little Gretzky Curry ish. It was it, it it so much exceeded the uh, Zegras Milano play in terms of just hockey skill. I, here, I, I thought here. it was amazing, and. I believe, like, Nylander is starting to rival Matthew. He doesn't, have, he doesn't sort of get no, the opportunities you're not gonna say that, that Matthew And obviously he doesn't have the complete game that Matthews has. But he's got a great shot. And frankly, he's as Better capable. He's, his handle is amazing. Yeah, yeah better hair. He still has the, the stash, too. Like, 
he, I, you know. he, I, I'm joining the. If I was to, to get a Leaf jersey, it would be a a William Nylander jersey. If I were to point. get a if I were to get a helmet, it'd be a William Nylander helmet, <laughs> sized boy boys small. And if I was to get a new <laughs> pair of skates, Wilhelm Nylander. <laughs> really? I just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and a just a fantastic Easter as well or Passover, whatever you choose to uh, Before we celebrate. get back to you for another pod. Family day. Look at everybody enjoy their May 2-4 weekend. <laughs> yeah. And and don't yeah, don't forget about Labor Day. And yes, Our, Canada Day as well. Our next so, episode will be uh yeah, a review of the a, season gone. It'll be an Olympic <laughs> little summary of the Olympics featuring a bunch of guys we don't know.